0: better than ever. I've been noticing I go back and look at some of your uh, intros and then I notice the difference in timing. Like how long something plays for, how long the frame is black for. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it always depends. It's a, uh, who knows what's gonna happen every time you get over here. hmm gotcha. It's always a, uh...
1: Work in progress.
0: Nobody yeah. knows what's going to happen. Yeah. That's why we're here. Yeah. Find out. What you got today, Will? Listen. Apple announces self-service. Oh, this is big news, man. Yeah. Apple announces self-service repair program, starting with the iPhone 12 and 13. Uh, Lewis Rossman. Right to repair. It's been a hot topic, particularly with Apple. And I have my own personal... Uh, experience and history with it because you know? Yeah, my my first business, I told you this before, no, right. yeah, my first, yeah. Well, well not my first business, but one of my, one of the things I did prior to posting videos online was uh, actually do some of these repairs and stuff. I put batteries into iPods and I did a lot of like early MacBook Pro repairs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or troubleshooting. This was before it was an Apple store on every corner. And it was either either you're going to have to send the thing away, go to an authorized Apple service center where it would cost you a lot and usually take time as well, or you could come to a cowboy like myself. Yeah. Yeehaw. And I just cracked that baby open. Uh, so how would the process work though? Um, it was completely get unauthorized. It was, I had to tell them right away, like your warranty is void. Yeah. Like, if I most of our conversations went that way, that they would say, look, uh, I'm not going to pay the fee that Apple quoted me. Oftentimes, sure. people had already spoken to Apple and then they ended up in my shop and they said, I'm not going to pay the price, but I just want to know if there's any way to salvage this thing. And so often that would mean troubleshooting. The majority of the, of the day consisted of troubleshooting. Like, my God, what is wrong with this thing? Mm-hmm. Often you would have a, a really easy kind of investigation if it was like water damage or something or you saw some sort of corrosion or mineral deposits on top of the device, mm-hmm. like on the on the board after you cracked it open or something like that. And actually, we even developed a solution for that because I had some dude who was out in Kitchener, I think. I'm trying to remember where he was. Shout out this dude. And he was... If you had a repair that was beyond the scope of what you were capable of doing in store, mm. this dude had the hefty equipment he would be on a under the microscope type replacing uh, individual com- components and capacitors and things like right on the
1: board so you would uh, where would you
0: get the parts um so often you would well this guy would be one source the guy I just mentioned mm. he would take in many cases he would buy like a busted logic board from a from a laptop so if even if a person had, spilt water on their keyboard of their MacBook Pro or something. And not a lot of people knew this at the time, but Apple would come in and quote you a $1,000 to have that repaired for the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would not want to pay that, obviously. They, they would talk you into buying a new one, which was fine. Like That mm-hmm. was their approach at the time. You would come to someone like me, and I would say, look, best case scenario, if it can be fixed, it's going to be like 500 So you're going to save like half. Right. But then I say, here's the third option. If you wanted a new laptop anyways, there's value in the item you currently have. And I just had it tight in my head. Like I knew what a display was worth. I knew what the chassis was worth, the keyboard, if it was functioning. And I could just say, you can sell the unit as is right now with that damage for whatever price. Mm -hmm. And then go buy a new one and forget about it. Move on with your life. And that people that happened quite frequently that people would go that route. And then I would send the parts to like this dude in Kitchener and he would salvage what he could Mm. and then send it back to me. And then often I would use those parts back in the store to install them. Wow. So there were complex repairs. There were easy ones. Sometimes you would have like a loose cable. Uh, The display cables used to come loose and some of those things, you could just crack it open, plug it back in, put better tape. Uh, Batteries was a common one, particularly when the uh, original iPod came out. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, were, we would import third-party power bricks, MagSafe power bricks from China because people didn't want to pay whatever it was at the time, $100 for an extra power brick or if theirs was busted. Mm-hmm. So we would we would import those and sell those in the store. I mean, I I even had a iPad import business when they weren't available in Canada, just getting them in from other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Lots of stories from those days. But anyway, point being is Apple was always against it. They always... Uh, I mean, it wasn't like there were, I don't know, they weren't threats or anything like that, but they just didn't make it easy to do these things. You could not get your hands on the material, the repair material, manuals, things like this is what Rossman's been about forever. Uh, And and warranties would be voided just by simply like removing the bottom panel or I don't remember what it used to be at the time, but they would have little trap doors in there that like remove this particular sticker and game over Mm -hmm. type of thing or push your screwdriver through this uh, sticker Mm -hmm. to get to this one screw and you're done. And so it just was discouraging people from goofing around. Now, look, a lot of people want to goof around or want to have third party repairs to make it, to give them more options and things like this. Others might jump inside their own device and screw it up. But regardless, it's been a controversial topic of conversation, Apple had their position for a long time and people disagreed with it and people including Lewis Rossman and I think Linus got involved in conversation I don't know who else mm-hmm. had been making the case that this should be up to the customer after they bought the thing they should be able to do what they want with it and have it repaired where they want to have it repaired sure and so it was stop and go traffic for a while as far as uh making this happen oh I fix it's another one that's been in there mm. Uh, but now it looks like, I don't know if it's pressure from these individuals. I don't know all the, all the inputs that led to this decision, but it looks like Apple is starting to embrace the self-service repair concept. Self-service repair program give customers who are comfortable with the idea of completing their own repairs, access to Apple genuine parts, tools, and manuals starting with the iPhone 12 and 13 lineups. Um, that's a, that's nice, man. I don't know what they're going to charge for these parts. It's going to probably be a premium, but. You can get the genuine parts and you can do the labor yourself and you can get the genuine manual so you know you're doing it right. If you feel comfortable doing that, I think this is great news. The self-service repair program will be facilitated by a new Apple self-service repair online store offering more than 200 individual parts and tools to complete iPhone 12 and 13 repairs at launch. Uh, So at launch, meaning eventually it will support more devices. I think the laptops would be big. Um... Another one I almost forgot on those early iPods, the headphone jack would constantly be busted. Constantly have to, uh, it would crack the uh, contact, metallic contact points would break Mm. off. You would have one channel of sound coming out of the headphone jack. We would order those for, I don't know, 15 bucks or something from China. It was such a common repair and uh crack those babies open I mean there's so many different things we did sometimes it was aesthetic they had the scratched up one and they just wanted a new shell put on
1: hmm.
0: anyway uh, this is good it's great news yeah I think I like options I think people should be able to do what they want I love those early days I always had this Tinker yeah I, w- I was always in Tinker town especially as a youngster like I always want to crack these things open and yeah. see what I could do see what I could fix I often was buying these like busted units for that reason sure and uh, salvaging parts and and it's just it's cool, man. You learn more about it. You do. You have a more intimate relationship with your device, and and maybe most importantly, you are able to hold on to things longer. Things remain uh, u- usable and useful to you mm-hmm. longer, and once you're in a sort of repair mindset, uh, you don't need to extract from the planet in the same way. Like okay. I always find it funny that Apple, Apple is uh, always bragging about the environment as they're trying to tell you to buy their new thing, mm-hmm. which... You may or may not need like a lot of their old stuff is still good yeah and then at the same time out the other side of the mouth they're saying don't you dare repair that give it back to us and then you hear reports of third-party companies buying up the refurbished or broken mm-hmm. stuff and then just like incinerating it or sending it to some other place that it's not going to be used properly it's hard to figure out what to do with this stuff in some cases the right repair shop or even the individual is going to put that stuff back into use more efficiently mm-hmm because they're all connected to the right people who would want those things or that need those types of repairs.
1: Yeah. I guess also as like a owner of a product and uh, trying to fix it yourself. And sometimes you fail, but once you're successful, you feel good about it. It's a rewarding experience. Yeah. yeah,
0: Repairing things. Absolutely. And the more people who know how things work, start
1: repairing everything else well there's
0: just an effect on the culture right the way because that's like a mindset there's a philosophical component to that of uh, looking at something as the parts that make it instead of just the finished product Mm. and that applies to all types of thought processes viewpoints etc that if you're a person who wants to see the inside of something and learn how it works that's a that's a great approach to many different aspects of life let Mm -hmm. me find out the ingredients that make the thing possible and have a better understanding of the whole earth all available information because of my own curiosity about how things happen and not just what they do for me in their finished form
1: yeah i mean i've been watching recently um disassembling pocket watch videos. Mm. And man, they're, uh, they're pretty in depth. Pretty, uh like these little tiny oh, yeah, microscopic yeah, yeah, yeah. parts. I know. You think that repairing
0: is an a, iPhone is hard. It's yeah, like, no, no, no. Watchmaker
1: stuff, man. New appreciation to products in general.
0: That's a real tinker town. Well, anyway, shout out to Apple, whether it was legal pressure or uh, just their own decision. Shout out to Apple because, uh, it's just better in the long run. Mm-hmm. YouTube co-founder predicts decline of the platform following removal of dislikes. A universally disliked change, says co-founder Joed Karim. Remember him? Yeah, he was the zoo guy. Yeah. That's the first video ever uploaded to YouTube. Um, this has been such a controversial topic. Many creators have weighed in on it, and uh, people think it's the dislike was very useful. People think that the uh, uh, dislike... It was a way to uh, immediately know if a if a video was like misleading, sure, ripped, a copy, a fake. Um, this was this was the specific scenario that I saw being talked about, mm-hmm. where you could immediately see that discrepancy on the dislike to like ratio, and then and then know oh this is, I should have a different reaction to this because mm-hmm. I'm like n- now that I know that it, there's something wrong with it. Let's say. I don't think YouTube cares. Like, <laughs> Definitely not the algorithm. I, but, but what I mean to say by that is, this strikes me as one of those things that people are going to, I don't know, I could be wrong, but it strikes me as one of those things that people are going to uh, yell about, be very angry about in the short term. Mm-hmm. Almost like the old days when something would change on social media. Mm. Except people had more stamina for being displeased back then. But the way the cycle is now, something happens, people are angry for five minutes, and then you forget that it ever used to be any different than it is right now. And I don't know what I what I mean to say by that. Like, my position is I think I'd rather have it there, the dislike bar. Like, all, 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 all sure. things considered, if you were to ask me right now, like, as a user, would you rather have it there? Yeah, sure. But YouTube has increasingly done things that are different from the way they have in the past, including embracing new formats like shorts, things like that, Mm -hmm. where increasingly YouTube seems to be aware of its competition for time spent. And I think that they weigh all these things as they make these decisions. You don't have the dislike on in places like Facebook, right? Uh, you just, I think the, only, yeah,
1: you just have it's only yeah. You the
0: like. You just have the like, yeah. and you have a bunch of other emotes. What about on TikTok? Because here's the no. thing. Here's the thing. No dislike, right? No. So you put this shorts program in, and you hear these reports of all this watch time being gobbled up by these emerging platforms. And then what kind of magic is going into the 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 reason behind why a, why a platform form is gathering attention and stealing it away from YouTube and it's hard to, to decipher. It's so complex. And then so you look at these alternative platforms and how they operate and what they have going on in Instagram, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, first, you need content. You need a, a low barrier to entry, a low threshold for more content creators. Well, what's the first thing I say to people when they say, oh, I want to go create content on YouTube? I say, OK, well, can you like how do you deal with criticism? You might if you're sensitive, you might uh, it might bother you that you get this kind of unfiltered feedback. Mm -hmm. Now, where does that unfiltered feedback happen? Well, it happens in the comments, but the thing about the comments is they kept getting more and more hidden. That's another change that's taking place. Mm. So YouTube's obviously aware of this. And as much as we look at YouTube from the viewer perspective, you know they're taking into consideration the viewer, the creator, the barrier to entry to make content, what's holding people back from posting more, uh... Dominance. How do you dominate? How do you maintain your lead? What are you missing, etc.? And one of the things on TikTok, which, like I said, I think they're viewing as major competition right now. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. I just think that they are. TikTok, the barrier to entry seems low. You have people creating content on TikTok that I think never would have reached for YouTube. Mm -hmm. Because, first of all, you're just making it on your phone. Second of all, it all seemed very lovey-dovey up until recently. Mm-hmm. Like, all very positive and whatnot. Look, it's just a heart, and that's the end of it. I mean, maybe you can get a survey here and there. So, listen, man. There's always reasons for this. It's not just, a, it's not just some, like, frivolous decision that YouTube woke up in the morning. Susan woke up in the morning and was like, night-night, <laughs> Dislike. No, man. They're looking around at the landscape. They're trying to compete, and they're gonna do anything necessary to compete. Whether I mean that's not really to do with us. Mm-hmm. They want they want to remain in the lead, and they must feel that to a certain extent. No matter what they're gonna say about it, they say, "Oh, it's mental health of the the u- the yeah. users, the producers, whatever." No, no. It is mental health of the users, but it's mental health of the users because the or the producers. Because we need what they're doing, and we need them to keep doing it at a high level. Mm -hmm. Their mental health is beneficial to our bottom line. Mm -hmm. The viewer's mental health is beneficial to our bottom line. Fatigue hurts our bottom line. Pain and suffering hurts our bottom line.
1: Yeah, we're all drawn towards drama. End of the day, whatever.
0: I mean, I kind of like the fact that YouTube was holding on to this weird... Thing from the old days, this dislike button, it kind of made it different. Mm-hmm. But I knew the days were numbered because YouTube keeps seeing that market share slip away when it comes to attention and time spent. YouTube was the only game in town, man. And then video popped up everywhere. Sure. No one was doing video. Yeah, it's everywhere. Will, I realized I wanted to tell you a story, and 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 I never. Oh, okay. I wanted Is, to tell do you. You
1: think it would be a good time right now?
0: I don't know because it looks like your tabs are stacked. Maybe I should save it. <laughs> no, no. You got let's stacked tabs right now.
1: No, no. Let's. Uh, all right. So you've been uh, saving this story okay, for okay, okay. a couple of days. All right, all right,
0: all right. All right. All right. Anyway, yeah, the, the R.I.P. Dislike button. Yeah. YouTube's out here competing at all costs, man. Um, I was at the grocery store. It's not a common occurrence.
1: Which one? It was Sobeys. Okay. Are you familiar? Yeah. Big fan. Big fan? Yeah. Okay. I like the colors.
0: Have you been recently? No. Okay. So I was there. It was one of those things I got a text. It's like, hey, uh, you need to pick up a few items. Simple, simple text. I'm on the way back. I drop the kids off. I'm on the way back. I pop in. I walk in the front door. And I get stopped in my tracks. I'm stopped, I'm frozen in my tracks.
1: I'm walking in the front door. The um, automated doors?
0: Yeah, it's an automated door. I get, I'm past the door. Okay. I get into the f- entry area where you normally have all the carts and stuff, and I'm frozen in my tracks. You know why? No way. Because I saw the new high tech cart. Oh. Right over there. I saw the new high-tech wow. cart. We,
1: we, we talked
0: about this yeah, like a we, year ago. Yeah, we talked about it a year ago. It's there now. And you know I had to be grabbing that cart. I saw everyone else skipping that cart. Everyone else was scared of that cart. No, man. I'm so you weren't me. fighting anyone? No, nobody, nobody wanted a smart cart.
1: Now, I'm sure that this technology is rolled out elsewhere. So do you uh want to explain what this is? So this cart...
0: Like I said, it's a it's a company. It's a third-party company that makes it. I think they're called uh, Caper. Okay. And, and I think this is available to any supermarket, store, whatever, that wants to utilize it. Uh, Sobe just so happens to be one around here that seems to embrace it. They got about 20 carts, I would say.
1: And it looked like uh, this one? Here?
0: Yep, that's exactly what it was. Okay. And this cart has a scanner on it. It has a tap portion for your card to pay, and it has a touchscreen. screen. Which has deals and stuff on it,
1: right? And it know. also has a was a UV light?
0: It, it has it has it has a light and it has a camera, multiple cameras. It can see the inside oh. of the cart at all times. Oh okay. Um, and has a scale because it has to be able to tell what you're putting in, right? Like how much of something, especially if it's produce. Mm. Now you can scan a barcode, or you can manually pick something if its produce doesn't have a barcode. On the touchscreen, and then the beauty of this is, you just walk out, right? You mm. you pay, you tap, and you walk out, and that's it. You don't go through a cash register, you don't go to a self checkout. It all happens on the cart. It's kind of like a slightly lower tech version of the stuff that Amazon was trying to do.
1: Okay, and how many were these? But uh, uh, there's about twenty of them. Twenty. Yeah, maybe compared to
0: say a hundred of the regular carts beside them. Okay. Now, there's a few issues here with it, but the experience overall did feel like the future to me.
1: Hmm. So you had a positive experience. Well,
0: what I liked about it, what I liked about it, I felt I had a little bit more uh, fun in the store. I felt a little bit more autonomous for some reason. Like mm. I was exploring the wide world of products. I see. Like I was on a, a ride of sorts. You were
1: a baby again.
0: Yeah, it was exciting. It was just a new... It was probably novelty. I don't know that I was any faster at doing anything. But I just love... I, you know, I love technology, man. Yeah. I love technology and 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 I like to experience... Look at things uh, differently that you do as, a, like, a sort of a frequent routine event. Mm-hmm. So I can just explain to you some of the problems with it, though. I mean, it's not perfect, obviously. Items that are, like, in a box, like a cereal box, let's say, perfect. Scan it, drop it. The weight is bang on every time. Mm. No issues. But, like, I picked up a rye bread, okay? It was It was, a like, a light rye from some bakery called Rudolph's. Which I thought was fitting with the Christmas coming up and whatnot. Mm. You eat rye bread?
1: I'm a fan, yeah. Yeah. I like rye. Yeah,
0: I put some eggs on it with just salt and pepper. Okay, yeah. You know, it it was interesting. I didn't need very much on it.
1: Yeah.
0: The bread was good. But the problem was, it came from a bakery. Yes, it has a barcode, but the weight is not exactly what it says on the bag. Like, to the T. So the scanner was like, hey, I think you put the wrong item in. And then it shows you a replay on the screen, a video replay Of You putting the item in to be like hey, man, you might be wrong and then it says to you Do you choose to ignore because you might get checked? Someone might come and check those items Wow, yeah, and I'm like all right fine ignore come check my items see if I'm lying Yeah, and then on the left screen you're seeing deals as you walk around the store, right? It's telling you what's on sale and things like this You see what I'm saying like if you can catch a deal
1: that is very useful See? But you think it's negative? What? No, I don't think it's negative. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk about the bad. I was, but there's two that are bad. So the
0: bad first is that it doesn't nail everything. When I got to produce, there was a five-pack of avocados, but the avocados inside of the app were were by the pound. So it was confused because I had five small avocados Mm. to the point where I was like, screw the five avocado bag. I'm just going to take individual avocados. Mm, okay. And right. then that worked okay. So there was like a few little moments where I was like, Ugh, this is a bit annoying. Yeah. But overall, it's like, well, that's just a problem with the data input. Like they don't sure, have yeah, everything it's human is, error. Yeah. Everything <laughs> is not in there yet. Yeah. So that was the problem with that. And then the next problem is how the hell do you get it to your car? Now, this is not an issue if you're just picking up a few odds and ends. But for myself, I had the large For the first time, I bought the large bag of dog food. Oh, right, yeah. Which is like, you know, I don't know how many pounds that thing is. Yeah. But it's a large bag. Yeah. And so then I got to the end and I was like, wait a sec. I'm not allowed to take this cart out of the store. Because this cart is worth a few
1: grand. You can't uh, ship it out? You can't walk it to your car? No, you can't
0: take this cart out. You can't take this cart out. I got, I got, I was about to walk out, and the the woman working there came over. She, you can't take this cart out, and oh, I was like, oh okay. damn, you're right. I can't take this cart out. Makes sense, dude. With the elements and what it's about to snow over here, you don't want these multi-thousand-dollar carts out in the parking lot getting left out there. No,
1: you don't. You don't want that. So, but uh, I
0: had this really weird moment of having to transfer everything from this cart to another cart. That's the dumbest thing ever. Right. So that's what yeah. I ha- That was the, the worst moment. But what you would no- do normally, you see the way that person has it set up with the bags already inside? Mm-hmm. What you would do normally is just be filling up two or three bags that you're going to carry with you. And then you bring the cart back to the docking location. You've already paid. You take your three bags and you go. Now, in mm-hmm. my case, I just, when I added that big dog food bag, I was no longer able yeah, to. You were over the top. There. I couldn't one trip it. I mm-hmm. could not one trip it. Yeah. So I kind of screwed up on that front, but I, I recommend you go check it out. Give it a try. Sure. Yeah. And we'll, we'll hear what you have to say about it. Pick up a few items and just know there's going to be some growing pains with it, but it's a future futuristic gadget in an unexpected place inside the supermarket. <clears throat> uh, but now I also do understand why Amazon's approach is like retina scans. Cause they don't even want you to think about any of this. They just want you to buy, yeah. buy, buy, buy.
1: Yeah. Well, this is a nice, uh, little uh, bridge. To well, what is inevitably, like. You walk in, take whatever you want, walk out.
0: Honestly, the the part that I totally that I totally missed that is the key, the biggest key here. You don't wait in the line to check out.
1: Right. Yeah. Whether it's there's the, a payment system on the shop. Yeah. Cart.
0: Wh- whether it's the self checkout or a typical checkout, you don't wait in line.
1: You they just, don't take cash though. You, it doesn't take cash. No. So. No. it's yeah. Tap
0: tap yeah, your yeah. phone or or your card. Uh, but you just yeah you just get up and go. That's it. Yeah. Imagine all the extra people that would still be standing in the store mm-hmm. that are gone because they check out much more efficiently this way.
1: Wow. Um, minor nuisance. I didn't think we'd be talking about a smart shopping cart review. Well,
0: well the, thing, today, was, the but, thing was, I recall on this show that we talked about it ages yeah. ago and here we are now. I encountered it in real life organically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this came full circle. I gotta say what's going on here. So,
1: so would you use it again?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll use it again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I might even go to go to Sobeys just to use it because <laughs> I find it fun to just be like a what like a beta tester. Yeah. I guess is where maybe we're beyond beta, but I like even if it fails, I don't really get irritated. I'm more like, huh, okay, I see mm-hmm. where to f- I see where the edge of that technology is at the moment. Like mm-hmm. I like to just be a part of it, an early adopter.
1: So. Yeah. It is kind of unfortunate that not everyone is clamming to use it. No,
0: no one's grabbing it. Nobody's grabbing them. But imagine it's after work, let's say. It's busy in there.
1: Yeah, you might consider it if you're in a rush. Because then you'd be
0: like, huh, can I just check out right on there without being in the lineup? Mm -hmm. If the the lineup can get to 10, 20 people trying to check out. And it's like, why are we waiting here? We can pay. All we need to do is tap. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was my story, Will. I know you have many more. Let's get to it. Okay. Today's sponsor, DoorDash, making me hungry every time. I just actually noticed on this main page here that they have a carton of Ben & Jerry's on there. Oh, it's a good time. I would say that ice cream would happen to be one of my main weaknesses.
1: What's your flavor?
0: Oh, God, don't make me choose a Ben & Jerry's flavor because I love them all so very much. Like I've been noticing this recently, you go, you order off DoorDash, and then it'd say, "Hey, you want us to make a pit stop? Anything you forgot? Should we go to the grocery for you?"
1: Yeah, Q-tips. I got Q-tips with uh, Jolly Bee.
0: Hey, man, whatever you need, they don't care. Yeah. They're not asking any question. Sure. They're like, "That's what you need." The national favorites, the mm-hmm. Chipotles and such. Mm-hmm. So you can get those too. It's really up to you, man. It's so much variety. Gets me hungry every time.
1: Get what you want to eat right now and right to your door with DoorDash. Ordering is easy, and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on the first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LULATER2021. That's 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on your first order. Thank you to DoorDash.
0: We're also sponsored by Zoc. Doc, this is making it easy to find a doctor when you need one, not later, not like a week from now or a month from now, not 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 some other type of specialist or something, mm-hmm. but to actually with some specifics in there, you see primary care, dentist, OBGYN, dermatologist, psychiatrist, whatever you need, eye doctor, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. You, you get your eyes checked every so often, don't you, Will?
1: Yeah, I need the eye doctor. And maybe the dentist as well.
0: Okay. And it's like everything else you buy in your life. It's about time to apply it over here. Yes. You want to know what you're getting involved in. Am I getting a good product? Am I going to get gonna get a good service? So you have rankings. And it's actually broken down. You can see their overall ranking, bedside manner, which is a, a funny
1: terminology in doctor land. It's a bit cheeky. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Lulater and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Lulater. Yeah. Did you see this story? I did.
0: I saw the headline. I didn't read it. Ford invents a cable that can charge electric cars in about five minutes. Patent pending technology. Five minutes is obviously a game changer. I presume you've done tremendous amount of research on this topic and you can break it down for us. Well, How have they done this?
1: So this is just the concept. The cable features a
0: unique liquid cooling system that can phase the liquid into vapor, which improves the ability to dissipate heat. Whoa!
1: Yeah, so it's not like transferring the electricity faster. It's just how do you cool that system so it, it doesn't overheat. It's all about heat in this situation. Right.
0: If it overheats, you're not charging anything.
1: Exactly. The Automaker and Purdue University are
0: co developing a charging cable for use with high power charging stations that could recharge an electric vehicle's battery in the same time it takes to fill a gas tank. Well, that's the critical moment, isn't it? And the demand is yeah. there. The demand is there now. It seems obvious. The writing is on the wall for the combustion engine, although some people hate to say it, hate to see it. Mm-hmm. Traditional types. They like the rumble and the bumble and the. Yeah. If you can charge your EV in five minutes in that nice little clean procedure,
1: it's a wrap. Well, and the uh, same price as gas, would you? Yeah.
0: It's cheaper than gas right now. Yeah. But yeah, I guess you're right. Demand goes up. And- Cost goes up. The most powerful stations currently in use charge electric cars to eighty percent in twenty to forty minutes. Yeah, that's that that uh, DC high high powered stuff that can do that. But five minutes is a different ballgame altogether. It's a five minutes compared to forty, mm-hmm. right? The on the uh, Plaid it was like thirty five uh, one
1: hundred and fifty. So
0: okay, I haven't experienced twenty yet. I think the Taycan can do it, but those chargers are nowhere. Like you got to go to the
1: dealer. You got the you got digged into the ground, right?
0: Yeah. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got to call so. the local authority to put one of those chargers in. It cost me a couple hundred grand or something. Yeah. Hyundai goes really big with his latest electric concept video. Video.
1: Yeah. There's another. There's concept. no video here. Yeah. There's no video. Concept. There's a lot of screenshots. Vehicle. But. Not video.
0: That looks cool. I'm it down does. With eh? is it kind of uh, Rivian almost little Rivian in there
1: with a light bar and the shape. Sure. Yeah. You can mm. say that. I could say that. I did say that. It's got like a pixel panel at the front, the bumper there. It's a personality? Would you call it personality? Uh, It does. Yeah. I think it does. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. The interior is a comfortable looking space.
1: Um, I just thought, yeah, like the, the look of it, the visuals look really nice. Did you call um, that lime green in there? Is that what that is? this is yeah party lime green yeah it's very lime very neon. It actually
0: makes me thirsty or something
1: um these lights actually serve a purpose beyond just lighting things up mm. um they said that it's going to act like a uv light as mm. well so it, it kind of just sanitizes ah.
0: <laughs> the whole
1: uh, interior people every love time.
0: the sanitization
1: but i would is- imagine like this would be you know in the future where this is a taxi mm. Like a completely automated taxi. No drivers. Fully sanitized uh, at all times. Yeah. It's just, it's Did you cool see feature. that other concept, which looks like a car from the 80s? Oh, yeah. That was one of the stories, but... Was uh, that Hyundai as well? I didn't uh, open it. Uh,
0: well, that I'm one sure. doesn't... That, that other... It might have been Kia or Hyundai, but that one doesn't look feasible. This looks feasible just based on the sort of modern aesthetic that seems normal. Does it say anything else about expected rent? Is it just strictly a concept? Uh, the 7 is one of the biggest concepts we've seen from the South Korean automaker. Wheelbase that stretches 10.5 feet longer than the Cadillac Escalade. Oh, that's a that's a big vehicle. Mm. Extra-tall grill also puts this concept firmly in the dangerously large camp of vehicles that it includes the Escalade and other oversized SUVs and trucks. Coach-style doors, adjustable seating... And retractable controls, oh, yeah, retractable controls are cool. When it's an autonomous, just get rid of the mm-hmm. controls altogether. Uh, it's just a concept, by the way, uh, of it.
1: Charging, the Hyundai 7 is capable of charging from 10% to eighty percent in about 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Targeting range of over 300 miles.
0: A vision of the automaker's autonomous vehicles might, may look like in the future, yeah. I, I don't know if there's no specifics, they're not, like, Saying when they're making it or whatever. Oh, no, actually, go concept. down, go down, go down, go down. There's a link right there. Heritage Series Resto Mod EV. Yeah, that's
1: this it. is the classic.
0: Yeah, that's the one yeah. super villain vehicle. I would buy that. That's cool. I would totally drive that. Like, no problem. The interior is as cool, if not more cool, than the exterior. With the simple rims? I mean, that was luxury, like, you know, 40 years ago or whatever. Scroll Full on the tent. Scroll down and see if we can get the Uh, Interior shots it's definitely super villain territory look at the interior I mean the interior is better than the exterior. Yeah, the red seats. I mean it's like it's weird how sometimes you find that balance between Retro and future Mm -hmm. it's weird how sometimes retro items and stylings Seem way more futuristic than futuristic visions. That's strange.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like the style um, is Necessarily boxy Oh, yeah. Like for retro futuristic looking stuff.
0: Well, you're going to need some extreme battery efficiency here because that's not winning (laughs) any drag coefficient challenges as far as EVs go. So we might be a few years off on this one, but damn, I'll take that one, man. I'll take that one. I'll take that one with only... I'll take that one too. I'll take that one with uh, 200, 200 miles of range. is fine.
1: Okay. Yeah, let's order one then.
0: 200 miles. Crypto, crypto time with Willy Do. It's been a long time since we had a Willy Do crypto update. How's your crypto, Will?
1: Uh, yeah. A bit of a slump. Yeah, you're slumping. It's December yeah. soon. And, yeah. Uh,
0: you're all over the place. Everything is
1: going to be a crypto winter. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. you've been watching too much content, say something like that. Yeah, what a, what a naming.
0: This, uh, this story, crypto.com buys naming rights to the Lakers' Staples Center in a $700 million deal. Crypto money ain't like other money. It's like play money, the way people goof around with sure, crypto. Yeah. Whether it's NFTs or just Staples Center, we'll take that. We're crypto.com. We're going to go right from uh, Matt Damon to uh, Staples Center. It's weird. Staples Center seems so iconic at this moment, mm-hmm. but I guess anything can do that if it has enough time. Uh, the stadium here in Toronto has changed names fifty times. I hate always having to say the new one.
1: But it's was it now? Scotia. Scotia. So Scotia Bank yeah. Center. Uh, Scotia Scotia Bank Arena. Arena Arena. So it has like a context to it. Right. Right. Just like the Staples Center. But they actually want to call it crypto dot com. Not arena? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's well, just straight up Crypto dot uh, com building? Just crypto dot com. The staple center will be
0: renamed for crypto dot com next. No, it's gonna have to be the crypto dot com center or
1: something. I don't believe You it. gotta have a no, name, no, no.
0: man. The deal links crypto.com with one of the NBA's top brands offering crucial brand awareness as the cryptocurrency platform positions itself to capture market share in the growing digital currency space. The name change will take effect Christmas Day as the Lakers host Brooklyn Nets in the National Basketball Association's annual Christmas Day game. Well, they even target the the day, the Christmas Day game, iconic. They got money, man. Damn. Why don't they sponsor this show? Didn't they reach out? Can't you reach they back did, to them? Yeah, yeah reach, reach back out. to them. Be like, hey, man.
1: I heard you got that this, staple this, center money. Yeah,
0: this podcast, <laughs> this is not called Lou Later. This is called the thecrypto.com. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the crypto.com show. It's just called the thecrypto.com. That's the name of this. I don't know if you knew that well.
1: Yeah. Can you hit us up again, Mr. Crypto? Yeah,
0: crypto.com. Come on, man. It's not enough the staple center. You need to get out there. We're cheap compared to that. Sure. Good Lord. That makes, hang on, just go back one second. It, this is uh, one of the richest naming rights agreements in sports. In September, the Clippers agreed a $500 million deal uh, with management tech company Intuit. And Chase Bank in 2016 struck a 20 year deal for $300 million for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, man, $700 million. Crypto, crypto.com.
1: Going for it, man. What do you think they're going to name it? <laughs> Crypto no, Center? No, it's crypto.com. No, it's, it's going to be the it's going to be the
0: crypto.com center.
1: Oh, that sounds so weird. That's what it's
0: going to be. Or crypto.com arena, one or the other. Yeah. Or stadium. It could be crypto.com stadium.
1: And it has to be .com. They have to
0: add that in there. I think so because crypto if someone goes and google's crypto they're getting all kinds of stuff. That's true. They yeah. want the .com. I think they got on the jersey. Yeah, they did. The Portland Trail Blazers got a crypto patch on the jersey.
1: Same with uh, UFC as well. No
0: and the and Miami Heat home arena is named after a different crypto platform, FTX. And that deal was only $135 million. Mm-hmm. So, well, obviously the Staples Center is going to
1: cost a couple more bucks. Kareem's not happy. Look at his face.
0: He's looking right up at the article. <laughs> I think he's got other issues going on that he cares about more than the naming yeah. and the cryptos. Drake is offering virtual tours. Of Toronto Estate via new Drake related website. Mm-hmm. Why would I do? What do I want to do? I want I tour his. Oh, that's cool.
1: Never mind. So this is a little uh, snippet. They you did can, a good job of it. So there's a garage. You enter the lounge, and you can end up in his bedroom. <laughs> but what's uh? That's a dream come true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you can kind of see a layout of. Obviously, it's not like you know, his real estate. It's just kind of like a rendering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know? It's like a video game. Yeah, for, for people listening. It's like Sims. Um, What's interesting about this little tour... Is what's that f- room th- called right there? still uh, uh, oh, it's still part of studio or... No, this is going to the studio. And, uh, Where are we here? Oh, oh the bedroom. Oh,
0: my goodness. We're in the bedroom. He likes that style of couch. It's a lot of those couches. Yeah. I guess he has a pet as well. It looks like there's a it's
1: pet. It's a very loungy couch. Bed thing going on over there. Um, well, part of this idea is the fact that, like, you can look through his things and you can actually buy stuff. So there's, like, OVO um, apparel. Wow. Oh, yeah. I see, the, I
0: see the cart up in the corner there. Yeah. That's uh, innovative. I don't mind this. This is kind of cool. I, It's different. I've never seen it before. I guess you can't really play the game. It'd be cool if you could play the game as well.
1: Yeah. like There's albums here. You know, are are there any... intro? An can album?
0: you play music? Can I tap the keyboard or something? I'm asking too much right now.
1: No. But there's, like, obviously sponsorship deals in here. Yeah. Um, like, you can just... Be in Drake's house and then having the illusion of just like in there, and then you could buy their stuff. It's
0: funny the microphone placement. I guess the room is so well treated that he can just record right there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I like the mic stand too. I think it has wheels on it. I, I like the couch too. Like what is that? One, two, three, four. Five. It's an octagon. It's partial, partial octagon. Some little items over on the side there. Can we do more rooms? I, I don't mind this. This you is cool. You like this? Yeah. Okay. Can you? Can you? Is it it? I only got three rooms. Um. I can't go to the basketball court.
1: Well, no. I no. Will,
0: so. get out of here. I only got three rooms. Yeah. Take me to the garage then. Okay, hold on. Let's. You got more rooms, here. dude. Oh, the court isn't lit up yet. They're working on it.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, this. This app is really buggy. Well, <laughs> it's really slow. Uh, is this
0: official at all? Does this have to do is, with yeah. Drake? Someone yeah, yeah, else do yeah, yeah. this.
1: Um, so right now you can just visit the three rooms and the front foyer. No, I. why can't I go to a garage? They didn't build it yet. Oh, man. Like it's crossed out. I can't highlight it. So I can do studio, bedroom
0: and lounge and front.
1: Yeah. All right. They're working on it.
0: Yeah. What do we got in front? There's a G-Wagon. There's a Rolls Royce. There's, is that another G-Wagon? Yeah, it looks like it. All right. I mean that could have been
1: a little. Uh, is
0: that the act? I guess that's the selection. Okay.
1: You can't buy those cars apparently. You can't click on it. Why
0: well, can you can definitely buy them but
1: Yeah. Uh not 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 through this uh directly thing. from here.
0: Cool. Cool. Beef has been Oh, speaking of Drake, double Drake stories. Uh apparently the Kanye West Drake beef is officially squashed. They're all chilling together in Toronto at that House that you recently uh virtually toured. Are the eyebrows still not there? <laughs>
1: Man, it looks so weird. Okay, yeah, the, the
0: eyebrows are still not missing there. Missing a couple. Drake brows. in this photo doesn't look super happy. Eh, who knows? Photos are weird. Photos yeah. are weird. Um
1: that's Jay Prince as well.
0: So we were we we were talking about Chappelle. Chappelle is in town, he's in Toronto for uh, he's doing a debut or like a screening of his upcoming movie the doc- documentary and then doing a show mm-hmm. and so Chappelle was also there mm-hmm. and I guess uh, it looks like Kanye tagged along yeah and they were all hanging out at Drake's place yep were they in I'm the were, were they in the lounge in the or the studio or uh, now that you know his house so well from the virtual
1: tour I'm thinking it's the lounge okay all right. <laughs> yeah so you see them kind of just buddy buddies Monday night was a whole lot of beef before then you know um but yeah now they're friends
0: let me just go back up to the top real quick let me just see something here uh Kanye West and Drake officially buried the hatchet they're hanging out together in Drake's hometown Uh, this pic was on uh Kanye's social media and uh then then Drake himself posted a series of videos Mm mm-hmm Seemingly squashing the beef as well. I mean, you knew it was going to be squashed because if you heard Kanye in the latest interview, he was like kind of indicating that it would have to be squashed. There's respect there. He was saying all kinds of complimentary things about Drake and saying, um,
1: like it's, it's,
0: yeah. And it's better to squash things anyway. Scroll down a little bit more. They're definitely not going to kill each other. So,
1: Um, um, Kanye made a video on his Instagram. Um, just kind of inviting Drake to uh his event, I think December seventh. Like, come over. Let's uh let's kick it.
0: Oh. Well,
1: and he's reading off his phone. I guess he likes to do that.
0: He's because he wants to hit all the key points.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: teleprompter style. All right, whatever. Beef is squashed. Toronto visit. Um I mean, yeah, what can you what can you really say? Mm-hmm. Pleasant times for those guys.
1: Yeah. All right, last one. Well, you watched this. Oh, I watched this. This is a.
0: Um, you just want to give this guy a shout out because it's yeah just too good. Um what would you call this content segment? Um that was quite the noise you just made there.
1: You're like, oh it's a lot to take in. And it's hard to really describe what it's like it a is. mashup.
0: It's a type of mashup. Is it a YTP? It's not YTP. Because YTP has its own set of rules. I would say it's action. There's an action element to it. It's like a video collage. There's elements. I mean, it's really hard to put it into any category. But uh, The name of it is When Conor McGregor Went Ultra Instinct. And the channel is Vidgeo. (laughs) V-I-D-G-E-O. And it's just really a magical experience, this video. Will's going to show you... A little bit of it <laughs> it's madness it's the whole internet in
1: one video it's just amazing editing it's tremendous editing I mean, like so much work involved a lot of memes <laughs>
0: it's-, it's fantastic i mean
1: you don't want to show people the whole thing because <laughs> you definitely want them to go watch it themselves I- it's just one of those things where, like, um, you watch a lot of predictable content on YouTube. Mm. You know, mm. I was riveted <laughs> from like the beginning to end. It was a three-minute video, super short. I'd say, man. I'd say,
0: if you have um, an interest in wow, an interest in MMA content like MMA memes, then yes. you love it because yeah. you have the uh, pre-existing awareness, but. But also, I agree with you from the standpoint of just content and like a totally different, <laughs> like like this, like <laughs> this moment. You got to program. In. I mean, You got to do all the graphics for that. Yeah. That's a good moment, too. All right. Don't show them the whole video. No, they're not no, going no, to no, no. go watch it. Well, Tom Cruise is in there. That's, they're not going to go. Yeah. Well, I got to go ben watch Diesel. it. It's all memes combined. And it's so smooth the way it all transitions together. And it's uh, just really impressive. And you got to go give some love to VidGeo for uh, all the effort that went into it. Yeah. You're going to enjoy yourself. Shout out. You're going to have yourself a time. You're going to feel the way Willie Do felt when he first clicked on it. The entire internet came together in one three-minute clip. Never expected it to happen.